how, first up, how do you pronounce your surname? Ah, um, so it's it's actually just my it's not my real surname. It's ah. a, it's my comedy surname, Furnace. Just like Furnace, because my French name, no one under, is able to say it right. So can you give it a? Can I? Can you say? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Fournier. 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 Yeah, right. What ha- what happens to the start of those letters? Is it a? How do you spell it? Um. Oh, it's F O U R N I E R. Do you want my bank details as well? And F O U R. Uh huh. So four. Mm-hmm. But it's a. Do you push the F over like four? No. 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 It's just a four actually. Four. Yeah. Four. Uh. And then N I E R is actually near. Um, so yeah, and every time I write it down, everyone's like, "A fournier for no blah blah blah." I'm like, okay, all right, I'm just gonna cho- choose an English name because no one's gonna be able to say it right. And yeah, so I chose an English name, and everyone is like, "Ah, oh, how do you say your name?" And I'm like, "No, I chose an English name for you to say it right." Yeah, then, yeah. Because I was looking at your surname Furnace, thinking, mm-hmm. "I wonder how f- how you say it in French, or mm-hmm. what's the derivative of it?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, no, sorry, no mystery behind it. Okay. Yeah, but, but yeah, I did choose a name that has the same Latin root. To yeah, just to I don't know. So Fournier. Mm-hmm. Fournier. Fournier means a furnace. No. No. Okay. <laughs> it actually means baker, mm. but uh, the baker uses an oven, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's that's just a shitty story behind my name. No, it's Nothing not a sh- <laughs> it's it's not a shitty story. I'll tell you why because um interestingly uh, I'm Greek mm-hmm. and uh, Fournier is that oven. Yeah. In Greek, oven is furno. All right. That's close, man. Yeah. It's just like in Spanish, actually. What's in Spanish? I think it's furno as well. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Mm. We're very close. Mm-hmm. So your, your, uh, yeah, your, your actual real name is furno? No, no. Um, Katsulis. Oh. oh so right. I cut it to cats. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> but the Greek word for oven, because I grew up, you know, mm-hmm. with Greek parents, mm-hmm. get it out of the furno mm-hmm. was uh, get it out of the oven. Right, right. Yes. Uh, like a bun in the oven, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, um, did you, uh, when did you get to Australia? That's what I'm interested in. Like, when did you arrive? Ah, oh, right, right. Um, yeah. I arrived about eight years ago, actually. Eight years? Yeah. Um, when I came to Australia, uh, so everyone's asking me, why do you, why, why did you come to Australia? What, <laughs> why did you come? And, I, and I'm like, oh, it's because, um, well, I lived in Paris when I was, uh, yeah, as soon as I reached 20, I moved to Paris. And, okay, um, so where, where were you born? Uh, uh, oh, so I was born in Tours, which is... Um, uh, yeah, I, I see you're doing the whole, all the questions for, for my identity theft. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm getting the picture that you're a rather paranoid individual. <laughs> a little bit. Have you been, have you been burnt before? Uh, have, I, have I been what? Burnt before. Have you? Has oh. your identity been compromised? No, no one wants to steal my identity. Like I don't have that much money, so <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's really right. no point. Like yeah. <laughs> steal my identity, and you can't like in- imitate a French guy <laughs> very easily either. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, yeah, I was in Tours, um, and then uh, yeah, moved to Paris when I was ten- twenty. And before and that, when you grew up in that, was that a picturesque, I- stereotypical French village that we can all picture and imagine? Uh, <laughs> no, so there was no croissant everywhere. There was no. <laughs> I mean, of course, there's always like nice bakeries in France somewhere, but it, it, it France is 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 like all other globalized country. Like it's yeah. turning more and more like mm. um, any other uh, city with like shops everywhere and shopping centers. And yeah, the the, the 
it, it still got it's it's like it's very characteristic charm right but um yeah it's just evolving like the rest of the world mm. um yeah um yeah that was my first uh, culture shock actually when i arrived in australia because i landed in perth and i've been to um places in Europe and in South America or in Asia. But when I arrived in Perth, I looked around and everything was new. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, when you say new. new, you mean like the buildings, mm-hmm. the architecture. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. noticed that when I came back living from London for mm-hmm. 10 years, mm-hmm. I realized how, what a young country, like you mm-hmm. see buildings here in Brunswick, 1823. And you're like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like so fucking, it's nothing yeah, in yeah. Europe. But yeah, it's funny because you, you mentioned the counter-culture shock. Yeah. So you go live somewhere else and then you come back and you're like, oh, fuck, what is this? Yeah. And I had the same experience because I, I, I lived in Paris for a few years and then I moved to London. And um, uh, yeah, uh, stayed four years, didn't do 10. Where about did you live in London, actually? I lived in South East, so near oh. about near Greenwich. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's called Eltham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yourself? Uh, I lived everywhere in London, like in... I spent four years, but I lived in like eight different places. Like I, I kept getting evicted and <laughs> we kept getting like the worst stories. Uh, Why were they evicting you for parties? No, it's because like London is so bubbling up all the fucking time. Right. Mm. And uh, everyone is just selling their assets because they make so much money out of it. Yes. Um. So you stay there six months and it, they kick you out. Yeah. They kick you out when they can find someone who can pay higher rent. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you bounced around from, so you lived in Paris, then you went to London, and then you went to Perth. Um, but wait, <laughs> ah. I went to London, and then after London, I decided to come back to Paris. Yeah. And then I had the counterculture shock, because I arrived in Paris and I realized, oh my God, all the Parisians are cunts. And so <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck, I need to leave this place. So What I, made Parisians cunts? Is it the, the too many people in a city? Once you reach a critical mm-hmm. mass of a population in a city, they tend to become cunty. I, I think it's kind of like, uh, I don't think so, because uh, if you look at London, there's also a very high number of people in London, but uh, people are approachable. Like To an extent. Mm, like you can go to a bar and chat up someone and it's fine. Mm. In Paris, you can't do that. I, uh, uh, my first night in Paris when I came back from uh, London, uh, my friend and I, who lived in England as well, we got pissed. And I just chatted up that random guy. And I was like, ah, blah, 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 blah. I don't know, making some stupid joke. And the guy just took a step back and did the, the proper, like, Parisian, like, stare. So he looked at me from, like, head to toe. And he was just like, why is this person talking to me? And uh, <laughs> I was like, ah, fuck, I'm back in Paris. <laughs> so that's when I started thinking, yeah, I need to find somewhere else. And I picked Australia, but I have picked everywhere else every, every yep. really but i thought australia i'm just gonna stay a year uh, do my working holiday visa and go back home but actually yeah i was like actually it's not so bad here it's pretty cool people are pretty chilled out and stuff and so i'm still here yeah you're welcome so mm. you liked um do we really have a laid-back culture that you think is mm. uh is at a different pace to the rest of europe do you feel um, are we slower or is it more we choose to not let things get to us? Or? Yeah, I think it's more the second thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think Australians are slower. Uh, like, especially in Europe, uh, uh, yeah, in France and other parts of the world, uh, uh, of Europe, like, you're going to have, like, loads of people are going to tell you, ah, oh, you shouldn't go too fast, blah, 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 blah. But I think, like, Australia is pretty much, it's closer to Europe, um, culturally, I think. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, 
what I really like about Australians is that there's no, you don't feel much judgment. I mean, at least in Melbourne, like yeah, but Melbourne, can, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you can talk to people about anything, and people are pretty chill about everything. Uh, when in Paris, like you start talking about start talking about things, and people are gonna be like, oh, but why did you do that? And why did you do this? And meh, 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 meh. It's just like ugh. You can really? get like yeah, you can so get So you like, felt you felt that in living in Paris. Yeah, you can get you know what? Recently I went back to Paris. And you know sometimes I wear like so- stuff that is pretty like visible like I don't know like a pink jacket or something, right? Yeah. I was wearing like crocodile socks, socks with like crocodiles on it. And this guy <laughs> I was entering the convenience store and that guy just looked at my socks and just couldn't take his eyes off. He was just like <laughs> And you're like what, what what's wrong? What like, in in <laughs> awe or in phobia? I I I don't know. What, no, it wasn't more in phobia than, than in <laughs> awe. But it was just like it was trying to make a point. You know, it was just just like you can't wear this. This right. is awful. You can't wear this. It's just like get a life, dude. You know, like I don't know. So people uh, tend to like ha- hold you to a higher standard in Paris. Or is that say, what you felt? I wouldn't say a higher standard. It's more they want you to conform. Okay, yeah, mm. conform. Mm. So why bounce around from Paris to London to Australia? Um, if Without prying too much, what were you searching for? Um, really, I don't know. I, I was just... Um, Did you just know innately I want to live somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like... It, the idea for me was more like... When I moved to Australia, I was like 30, 31. And it was more like... It was my, the last year I could do the working holiday visa. So I thought it could be a great experience. I should get on with it. And if it doesn't work out, you know, it's just one year. I can always come back to Europe. Mm. So for me, it was just like the uh, the experience. I didn't uh, have this idea. I didn't even know what I was going for. You know, like I know I watched uh, Heartbreak High when <laughs> when I was when I was a teenager. Um, and yeah, I listened to Kylie Minogue as well. But <laughs> really, <laughs> but. Uh, Hey, I'm a gay guy, well, right? Kind of, no, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, what about, uh, did you like Heartbreak High, Alex Dimitriadis? Did you mm. get a crush on him? Did you go, I've got to move to Melbourne and meet more <laughs> wog men? <laughs> no, I did not like uh, Alex, whatever his uh, family name was. Um, uh, no, uh, I, uh, nah, I don't know. My sister was really into him. Yeah, maybe I was in this secret, because she's my twin sister, right? Mm. Maybe I was in this secret competition with her and, Identical? Uh, uh, no, because she's a girl. Right. Sorry. Clueless. You're not the first person to ask me this question. Don't oh, worry thank about fuck. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everyone asks, oh, identical twins. And you're like, well, she's got a vagina, I've got a dick. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so, um, so growing up in Paris, did. Uh, um, What's it like as a as a gay guy in Paris? Or Paris would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that where you like started feeling pressure or no pressure? Like, mm-hmm. was it comfortable? Uh, you mean to be gay in Paris? Yeah, yeah. Yes I've got a know. feeling it would have been fantastic. Like, no problem at all. Mm-hmm. Especially London. Like, some of the f- most craziest nights I had with my gay friends were in Soho. It yeah. just never fucking ends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, so there's a bit of that, but uh, also again, like. France tends to be quite judgmental and stuff, and you can encounter homophobia. And I think like, um, like Paris, for example, is not a very secure city. Like if you wander the streets at night before after midnight, I mean it probably changed now, but uh, I wouldn't go out like 
with my phone in my hand, for example, after midnight. Really? Or, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and the thing as well is that the metro stops at midnight, pretty much. Uh, no, a bit lo- a bit later now, but um, yeah, after that time, like, you have to either be in a bar or in a taxi, but not in the street. Mm. Um, so, I don't know, I've been victim of homophobia in Paris. Um, That's the, the last place I think you'd ever cop it, you know? Yeah, I know, and especially because like there's this old cliche about French people being like, oh yeah, like they are all homosexuals and stuff. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no? just very liberal, you know. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like that. Like, if, um, I think we're we're the French in general tend to be more judgmental than Australians. Mm. And um, yeah, for example, like during the marriage equality debate in in France, so it was in 2013. Uh, my friends and I were out and. There was some posters uh, against marriage equality, and we started like started like taking them off because of it. like ah fuck this counselor and these four guys came out of nowhere, and um, one of them hit me. Fuck uh, yeah, we managed to leave, and they left as well. But you know, like I don't, st- I don't think that would have happened to me here in Melbourne. Like in Melbourne, I feel very safe at night. Were you in a? Was the suburb you were in? Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was one of the poshest. Oh really? Because I was gonna say, Paris. I was gonna say, if you're in Broad Meadows, mm-hmm. you know, at four in the morning, and you were removing those posters, yeah, mm-hmm. I could see you getting hit, mm-hmm. um, but not in Brunswick ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not but in Turak or as well. So no, was it? It was an affluent area. Uh, yeah, it, it was like one of the most affluent areas of the entire country, really. And I think the idea is more like maybe because uh, people are more affluent, they tend to be maybe more co- more conservative as well, and so. That's a problem for them, okay. like um, uh, queer people. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, like uh, uh, yeah, we, we we tend to have this image like, oh yeah, in France nobody cares, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it's just as fucked up as everywhere else, really. I saw today yeah. your president is changing the flag. Did you see that? What? Macron, he wants to go, he's using a darker navy blue, not a light blue. Mm. Yeah, like the French flag, you know, it's like mm-hmm. a bright blue. Mm-hmm. He's gone to a navy blue. Really? A lot darker. Oh my God, I'm so up to date. It's like, it's like that, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly like that. And I'm like, what's the, what the fuck's he up to? Uh-huh. I don't know. I, Can I, I get you to it. be ambassador for him? Like, what the fuck <laughs> is he up to? I have Why no do idea. that? I haven't heard about it, but uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe we need a darker blue. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, like the <laughs> like, wardrobe change. Yeah, like uh, everyone wants to, you know, like darker colors. Like you seem thinner in them and stuff. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. So did you do stand up at all in France? Yeah, no, it's so the bug. Really? Did yeah. you ever? Did you want to do it? Like, were you, were you the type of child that wanted to make mm. your parents laugh? Nah, uh, no, <laughs> not at all. No. I think, you know what, it's funny because um, I think I wouldn't have started becoming a stand-up comedian in, in France at all uh, for two reasons. First, because I think the art scene might not be ap- as approachable as here in Melbourne. Um, and the second thing is because um, you the stand-up in France is very different to the stand-up in, um, in the English-speaking world. Do you think so? Yeah. Because I saw, th- have you seen Eddie Izzard? He translated his entire mm. set into but French. It, yeah, but he's British, right? Yes. Yeah. So I think he he did British stand up for French audience, uh, but I think his stand up. If you, I mean, my memories of stand up from an early age is uh, from France is uh, is much more. Yeah, like, like like for example, they don't talk about sex that much. 
when sex is for me like a huge subject in my comedy. Mm. Um, yeah, it's only like when I saw Margaret show uh, like 15 years ago um, that I was like, oh, actually, you can do this stuff on stage. And yeah, like I connected and I related because of all the stories that have happened to me. I was like, ah, what she's doing, like that's something that resonates with me, right? And that's when I started like having some ideas about stuff that could be performed on stage. But it's only when I came here in Melbourne that I saw an open mic that I was like, oh, wait, I can actually do this. I don't need to. Really? Yeah, I don't need to be a professional. I don't need to prove in any way that I have a degree or anything like that, you know? Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so all your stand. So, th- th- if I got this correct, you mm-hmm. wanted to do stand up because you had you found a way to express yourself mm-hmm. with all these uh, sexual experiences and encounters mm-hmm. and opinions you had. Yeah, and you, you had to a share vehicle it with the world. To yeah, get that across. <laughs> yeah, that is fucking funny, man. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so never the world needs to know. <laughs> so, where, will you ever be fulfilled? Like, will you ever get to the point where you're like, "I'm happy. I've done all the sex material I've ever wanted." <laughs> now, will you move to another topic? I don't or? know. I don't know because the thing with sex as well is that you always get something new coming up, right? Yes. Like, you have so many different STIs. Like, like <laughs> you, you can do like. Five minutes on every possible STI is so easily. Um, yeah, and um, it's funny because every time I think I have exhausted the subject. Something else comes up. Exactly. Like you told me before we recorded, you, you, you think you might have syphilis. You don't know yet. Uh, yeah, I don't know yet. So yeah. um, a guy I uh, hooked up with two weeks ago uh, messaged me a couple of days ago saying, surprise. <laughs> Come uh, on, he didn't say, did he fucking text surprise? No, no way. I'd f- you'd fucking kill him. <laughs> if he said surprise, you'd fucking murder him. No, actually, I would probably take it the right way. Like, like the thing so is, was it a drug? Were you fooling around drunk, like, and just like passion, one thing led to another? Like, he didn't stop, like, because normally you'd be like, oh, look, I gotta bring your attention to something before we fool around, mm-hmm. you know? Um, oh, no, no, it was a. Um, he didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. so Fuck. we hooked up. And the thing is, he may not even have had syphilis by the time when we had sex. Um, so that's why I got checked on Friday. I got my test done, and yeah, the nurse. What's it involve? Oh, uh, the test is just a. I think you have different tests actually possible for syphilis, but they gave me a blood test because I might be exposed. I think. Yeah. Um, and they also gave me the injection because uh, they might as well treat me now because. Oh, just uh, in case. Yeah, just in case. Yep. Um. But yeah, the injection is not the most pleasant experience. Like they. So they jab you in the ass. Uh, <laughs> when you say the ass, in the cheek or on the coccyx? Or... Uh, 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 so the first time I did it actually was <laughs> right in the middle of the butt cheek. Oh, that's all right, isn't it? It's nice and no, soft. Because There's it, a lot of... Yeah, but it hurts. And then when you yeah. sit down, you're like, ow, ow, ow. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> and, it was hurting for days. Yeah, exactly. All right. But um, this time they actually just jabbed me on the sides. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was I could sit, but it would still hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. How good is fucking medicine, man? I know. Because I just finished reading a book on the mutiny of the bounty mm-hmm. and heaps of sailors were getting syphilis because they were traveling to all these exotic places. Right. And the women were so um, sexually like, mm-hmm. free. So mm-hmm. they just thought, and they were all dropping dead of syphilis. Just for my own fantasy, like, are you sure the men were just not having sex together in the boat? Like, Probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure there would have been some, yeah, gay sailors back then. It would have been, I mean, they created mermaids for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they were lonely. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, man, that's uh, that's uh, so you got to wait. When do you find out? Is it like three day turnaround or? Um, so they told me it could take up to a week. Yeah. So um, and also the injection may take a week to get rid of the infection. So basically for a week I can't have sex, uh, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> I've done longer. Uh, <laughs> What's the longest you've done? Without Mine was sex. nine months. I think it was the same. After a horrible break, was it a bad breakup you had? No, sometimes it was just, um, for example, I went to South America for six months and I was just traveling around and I just didn't go to gay bars or anything like that. So didn't hook up with anyone for six months. And uh, yeah. And then was that a walkabout too? It sounds like like you didn't go to any gay, because you're very, you're very like sociable. Oh, you're okay. a social butterfly. Mm-hmm. So you, what made you not go out to any bars at all? Was that more of a internal journey going mm-hmm. to Brazil? Like you just wanted to chill? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, or did you know. just want to go do some great coke? <laughs> yeah, there was some great coke in- involved. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> My God, like, like, yeah, like, if you like coke, like, <laughs> I mean, I can't, I probably can't say, yeah, go do coke. No, <laughs> I can probably not say that. But um, Can you tell me about the coke in Brazil? Because you closed your eyes there, <laughs> and I think you were reminiscing. How good is, so now we're going to talk about a comparison of Melbourne coke <laughs> Versus Brazil Coke. Uh, it was actually uh, in Bolivia. Yep. My God. Completely uncomparable. Really? Like, yeah. Does but, uh, I mean... I does it look white? Yeah. It's the same color? Yeah, yeah. Looks the same? Actually, uh, my first time doing Coke with it was uh, in London. And the Coke in London is more yellow, actually. Probably because it's mixed with shit. Yeah. But um, the Coke in London would actually make me fall asleep. Like it was asleep. Yeah, it was just like sometimes I had cook and I was like, "What <laughs> is this ketamine?" Like, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, yeah, but um, Bolivia. Oh my god! Like, um, I, yeah, bought it from that guy in a restaurant. He was probably like seeing like all the gringos coming from the hostel, and they were. He was like, "Ah, this is this is our target," and he was like, "Hey, what?" Anyway, he <laughs> gave me a bump in the toilet. Yeah. And, uh, like, it was just a tiny bump, right? And I was already, like... So, like, a centimetre long line? Like, not even. Not even. Not even. Like, it was a tiny bit. And I was already, like, wow, completely, like, very awake, very awake. And then I came back to my friends, and they were, like, all right, you did the deal, la, 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 maybe we're going to go. And I was, like, we need to go now. <laughs> like, yeah. you want to try this. Like, <laughs> How long did that little buzz last? Because in Melbourne, mm-hmm. it's a 25 to 30 minute ride and then you got to top up. Mm. Well, uh, when we came home, we did a proper line. And for two hours, I didn't stop talking. I didn't even think about it. I wow. Didn't even, I was just like... And, and then, like, after two hours, we were like, shall we, shall we do another line? How long has it been? Oh, fuck. You know what? We actually were staying in this hostel for like two nights and we couldn't finish it. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. We were three people on it and we didn't finish it. Is this like one gram? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. my God. We couldn't finish it. It was just too strong. And like I had experiences <laughs> in, in London and everything, right? I yeah, sure. Me different. too. Yeah. You, right? you go through a gram. <laughs> Yeah, you, exactly. you go through. You start right, at right. nine p.m. and yeah. yeah, four in the morning. You're that's like, it. all right, that's it. Yeah, Let's yeah. go to bed. Exactly. Let's wind down. Exactly. Yeah. And fuck, that's finish nuts. It. Couldn't finish I've it. heard stories, man. Mm. I've heard stories that it's amazing. Yeah, 
But that's the Ma- thing. That, as well. sh- that should be South America Tourist Bureau. <laughs> Let's run the tour. We'll take care of your tourism. Yeah, ads. exactly. <laughs> Just come and see proper Coke, Australia. You know, fucking all this bullshit about soccer and yeah, shrimp on exactly. the Barbie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just come and do proper Coke, Australia. <laughs> but um, you want think... no- you like nose beers? Mm. Do you like nosebleed as well? Because like I'm gonna do so much of it, like. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I think yeah, to me like drugs should be legal. I mean, people are like. Yeah, that was gonna be my next question. Mm-hmm. I know the answer, but I have to ask you. Mm-hmm. T- t- talk. You're the leader of the world. <laughs> What's yeah. your policy on drugs, and what drugs would you? So the drugs I would make legal is the ones I like. Yes, uh, basically. <laughs> I think I would wage war on ice. <laughs> yeah. Because I work in a pub mm-hmm. and. It's there's drug addicts mm-hmm. and the the guys and girls on opiates mm-hmm. and heroin they don't bother me they mm-hmm. just sit slumped over in their chair <laughs> it's the meth addicts right. that give me the gr- the grievances they mm-hmm. don't fill out customer complaints forms mm-hmm. they shit in the lobby <laughs> before they let that's their you know like how you have to be burning glass barbies to go I'm going to take a shit in the foyer here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um that's the war I would wage. That's the drug I would wage war mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, sorry, I want to hear your answer. Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, like for me, like I think many drugs should be made legal. And yeah, like crystal meth, I think it's way too addictive. And I've seen it actually like uh, destroys some friends' lives. Um, but th- I also know a couple of people who seem to be functional about it. But they can yeah. go and dab and come back. It's hard. Yeah. You've got to have a yeah. lot of fucking control. Yeah, yeah. And they also want to get off it. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's the one, like, I, I've never tried it myself. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You know what? Like, I, I think if I'm about to die and stuff like that, like, that's, yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, like, I'm about to die. Fuck it. But um, right now, like, I don't feel the need for it. Um uh, yeah, it's just yeah, it doesn't seem to be like worth it, and also it's expensive. Is it? Isn't it? No, it's no? like at the pub where I work, mm-hmm. I've overheard people say it's like point one get is twenty bucks and like a point right. of a gram, mm-hmm. and yeah. you burn that, and that can last you for like a few hours. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, it's pretty cheap actually. Pretty cheap, and they yeah. they just have it in the toilet, and then they buzz around like flies <laughs> in the venue. And you know you're on it. You mm-hmm. can just tell who's on it. Mm-hmm. But I've just seen it erode mm-hmm. people's cognitive abilities. I've had people who were on ice at my work fall asleep at poker machines. Mm-hmm. And when I wake them up, the first thing they do is like brush themselves off and in a panic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you okay? And they're like, the fucking spiders. Spiders. I go, there's no spiders. You're just mm-hmm. buzzing. You're, just, you're on a bad buzz. Mm-hmm. There's no spiders. And like, wow. okay. Okay, and then I take them, give them a cup of tea, and um, they like a lot of sugar, and that sort of brings them back a bit. Right. Um, but I've seen cognitive abilities erode on ice. Like mm-hmm. one person would tell me two different stories. Mm-hmm. It's like you're reading uh, a book where every second line is a different story. Right. So they'll start off by going, oh, yeah, I lost all my money, mm-hmm. and I've got to put my laundry out. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I came here with 40 bucks and oh, I stained all my clothes. I didn't mix my, I mixed my colors. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're telling me two different things. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I'm a bit hesitant. Mm, that sounds like me on G, actually. <laughs> What's G? Um, GHB. I've never done it. 
I've only done it twice. Is that the stuff? Is that nitrous oxide? No, nitrous oxide oh. is an angst and it's a um, laughing gas. And uh, they give it to you in hospitals. So it's good for you. Uh, <laughs> what relaxes your bum hole? My mates in London who I'm are gay. Old. Yeah, they yeah. take that one. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done that much amol. I mean, like, of course, like if someone's got it. But I've never bought amol myself, actually. Yeah, do you sniff it? Yeah, you sniff it. And um, it's uh, just like, bleh. No, actually, it's, uh, it gives you a buzz for like two minutes. Yeah. It, it, it makes you like, I don't know, it's like, uh, you've never done it? No, never. Ah, it's it's, it's just it two minutes. Is it euphoria? Yeah, it's some sort of, like you, happy? you feel like very hot and, and I don't know, buzzing for like two minutes. Do you love the world like MDMA or no? No, no, no. no. I think, yeah, to love the world, you need a something that you can ingest and that takes a while to yeah. <laughs> to uh, influence your system. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, all is, is just lasts two minutes and you're just like, ah. And yeah, appa- some say that it delays your anus. I don't know. I don't need it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've heard stories on your Facebook which make me laugh that you're a bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been, do you ever play top? Like, surely. Uh, like every, maybe like when all the planets are aligned <laughs> and <laughs> like it takes a lot of, <laughs> I, I don't know, I must have top like, I don't know, five times, maybe 10 times in my whole life. More yeah. like five probably. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's just not my thing. Like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You knew from a, you just knew from way back when. Oh this yeah, yeah, is, yeah. This yeah, is yeah. what I, I'm a bottom baby. Yeah. Very early I was like, mm, it's in the bum. It, yeah. <laughs> that's where it works. Uh yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, um I don't know. Uh topping is just not really my thing, but I think it's just like for example, uh, uh I don't drive, I don't ride a bicycle, I don't top either. I think it's kind of the same thing, you know? It's like <laughs> you have to take charge. Ugh. No, I just want to be lazy. I just want to be like lying, but come on, fuck me and let's get it over with. Let's, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um can I ask you what age you realized you were gay? Um and mm-hmm. was there any push back from family? Were mm. they supportive? Yeah. Um, yeah. I know you told me moments where you exhibited, experienced homophobia yourself, mm-hmm. but yeah, more so like, what age did you know? Because I have an opinion that uh, it's inherent inside you. You're born and it's the way you are. This is what you, mm-hmm. you know, you just know when you know and yeah. you, you can't change it. You can't mm-hmm. undergo electroshock therapy. Mm-hmm. There's no cure for it. Yeah, that's it. It's there's, just there's you there's are no who you are. It. Yeah, that's just your personality, part of your personality. Yeah. But um um yeah, I don't know I don't think scientists have a consensus actually on the origin of homosexuality. Like some say, Oh, it might be genetic, it might be um something you acquire. No one's really like uh really agrees on what it is, but yeah, end of the day you can't fight it. You can't get rid of it or anything and it's not something you should have to get rid of. Mm. It's uh it's just yeah, you're not hurting anyone by uh, taking cock up the ass, right? <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> like, so there are other things to worry about exactly, in the world, exactly, you know? What exactly. a fucking waste of. Why, why was that? Do you think it was religion? Like, were, were they fearing that? Like, it's just maybe because we're just products of, uh, you know, the, a new century. Like, but back then, were they scared that. Mm-hmm. gayness was gonna be like spread like a disease mm-hmm. uh, like and and turn people gay like what the fuck were they worried about yeah. i think it was married to to religion mm-hmm. and i think they were f- so fearful of religion mm-hmm. and doctrine in religion said 
homosexuality is bad, so they, you know, they follow that, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it, it, I, yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly where it comes from, but I think yeah, there's, like, probably a religious and or a cultural thing behind it. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, apparently, yeah, like, Christianity, like, started this whole thing, pretty much, um, because the Romans were, like, Having lots of fun, right? Like, like, like you had a lot of uh, homosexuality or uh, bisexuality in um, the during the Roman Empire and stuff. Ancient but Greece as well. Yeah, 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 lots. Yeah, I mean, and you weren't a man in ancient Greece until you received man milk at thirteen. Uh huh. I remember reading <laughs> wow. that at school. I was <laughs> like, <out>. wow. <laughs> and my teacher, because I went to a Greek school, they're like, don't look, don't worry about that. That's not going to be on the test. We're here to talk about the Turkish occupation of Greece and nothing else. I'm like, oh, great. They just taught us to hate Turks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing about the great stuff of ancient Greece. <laughs> yeah, of course, they didn't want you to know that. No. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to expand our minds, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> their minds. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah. see, I cut you off before you were talking about uh, yeah, the Romans and uh, uh, yeah, but Romans or, or as well, yeah, uh, uh, antique Greece, uh, ancient Greece. Um, but yeah, uh, at some point, like Christianity arrived and they were saying, oh, actually, like it's not in God's design or whatever. Yeah, and suddenly, like it became a problem. Um, also, like when the British Empire colonized all these places around the world. They are the ones who actually enforced homophobic laws when it wasn't the case before. Uh, so, yeah. Um, it, I think yeah, it's all this historical stuff that has created this mayhem. I'm d- I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly where homophobia comes from, but, I mean, we've seen, and we I think we see nowadays that uh, politicians like to target uh, minorities, right? Yeah. Um, because it's a cheap way to make votes right exactly you can just say ah uh this religious minority or this sexual minority or this or that you can target them and then say oh look we are normal blah 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 blah, and yeah that's just a cheap way to make votes Um, yeah scott morrison's guilty of that with um the refugees just an example like he just puts fear but we need refugees now because we're, we're, we've got a skill so- shortage. Mm-hmm. We need workers in hospitality. Mm-hmm. We've got no mm-hmm. one. They're yeah. all overseas. They're stuck. Yeah, yeah. The, the Australia, Australia's policy when it comes to refugees is like one of the harshest in the world. It's like, brutal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's people, very... Um, I've been in camps for years. I think there's a lot of Australians who to your face will say, oh, yeah, we're open, but then we'll vote. Mm-hmm. Because the vote is high. Mm-hmm. They don't want... Yeah. Australia's been a racist country for a long time. Mm. Maybe, the, you know, your experience is different mm. as opposed to Paris. And I'm, I'm grateful that you had a more pleasurable experience yeah, yeah. here in Australia. But there was a time where Australia was uh, a white-only mm. immigration policy. Yeah, the white Australia policy, yeah. And it's interesting to see how the economy was, like, uh, interested in profit. Because in 1967, they were saying, oh, Australia's white-only except for broom. Mm-hmm. Because in Broome, which is uh, northwest Australia yeah, on the yeah. coast, yeah, I've been there. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's so the beautiful. Beaches are beautiful. Yeah, yeah. man, it's another level. Uh, yeah. They had immigrants allowed to come in because they needed Italians and Japanese who were very good at diving for pearls. Right. And there was a lot of money in that economy, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's funny to see uh, white Australia except for Broome. Yeah, we exactly, we, yeah. we need the fucking Italians and the Japs. Mm-hmm. So. 
whatever yeah. suits. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you travelled through Australia, the desert? Have you been? Yeah. So, it's uh, freaky, isn't it? it yeah, it, it's so funny because uh, I uh, took the GAN from Darwin to Alice Springs. What did you take? The GAN. The GAN, the right. Yeah, the yeah. train. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, like, when I, when I bought the ticket, I was like, oh, it's a 24-hour journey. I'm going to be able to see all the landscapes and everything. It's going to be amazing. Don't tell me you fell asleep. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Pretty much. Did you like, get fucked up and just pass out? I couldn't get fucked up on the on the train, but <laughs> it was just like, I remember like watching outside and then like, I was like, oh, it's flat. <laughs> oh, it's more flat. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just more flat and deserted. It was just like, there was nothing happening. I was like, fucking hell. Like this country is fucking huge and there's yeah. nothing. There's, it, it's so barren, isn't it? Mm. Like when I first went there for, a, I, I did comedy out there in the mine sites. Right. Yeah. The first time I went out there, I was like, "Why does Elon Musk want to go to Mars? <laughs> because is this it? It's fucked up. There's nothing out there." But I don't want to do a disservice to the Aboriginals because what I found offensive was, mm-hmm. that, and what they told me when I was there, the mm-hmm. Aboriginal communities were telling me that what they find offensive is when. People say, oh, Australia, it's a very inhospitable land. Mm -hmm. All right, to us it is. Mm -hmm. That's why 98% of us live around the coast. That's right. But um, a trained Aboriginal person could walk from one end of Australia through the desert and survive. They know what berries Mm -hmm. to eat. They know how to draw water. It's very hospitable for them. Mm. We just decided it's inhospitable, but it actually fucking isn't. Mm. Yeah. so that's what I found yeah. amazing, how life mm-hmm. can exist in the most remotest places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not compatible with the Western lifestyle. No, it doesn't um, suit us. It's too yeah, hot yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. In, in Europe, like if you take a train for 24 hours around Europe, like you actually go like through so many different landscapes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, like, and also it's more temperate, the, the climate. So you're going to see, like, loads of forests. You're going to see mountains. You're going to see, like, all kinds of different things. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's the difference. Do you think you'll stay here in Australia full-time to I don't live? know. I don't know. I'm, is I'm there asking something that question every day. Really? Uh, is, yeah. is there anything drawing you mm-hmm. back to France? It's it's like stand-up comedy, right? You ask yourself every day, am I still doing this? Like, yeah. <laughs> like um, yeah, I, I ask myself the question, especially because there's so many things happening right now in Europe. Um, like, you have, like, uh, politically speaking, like, you have, like, the far right going very up in polls and stuff, and... Wait, is this across Europe or <coughs> just France we're talking about? Across Europe. Really? There's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a push for far right. Mm-hmm. Are they gaining votes? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it, it's it's scary to see. And um, I mean, I don't think that by myself I could change anything about it. But I don't know. I'm wondering if I have to go back and try and do something about this. I don't know. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I have a little bit of uh, an activist uh, background. Uh, I was... Um, working for one of the main organizations for LGBT rights back in Paris. Uh, I was a volunteer there. So, you know, I, I wasn't doing much, right? But I was trying my, my, my bit to try and make things go in the right way. Uh, so when I see what's happening in Europe, I'm like, hmm, should I go and do things about this? I don't know. It's, yeah. 
Um, it feels like a war effort. The war is calling you. Yeah. There's a water fight. It's it's interesting how it's it's plucking those mm. strings inside mm. you. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you have uh, if if I do I dare say you have a political aspiration within you. You think you could? Is that where you you would like to uh, uh, um, inflict I, I, change? I wouldn't see myself as a politician at all. Uh, but uh, yeah, and you know, it's not just. The, the fight against the far right is also a fight against climate change. Um, and that's global. Uh, it's something that's everywhere in the world that needs to be taken into account. And yeah, there's stuff to do as well in Australia, right? Like like we've seen during the COP26, like Australia has not been, um, has not been like a push for a better policy when it comes to coal, for example. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there are fights that I can, up here as well right yeah can you tell me through about that because I, I don't know a lot about it but are mm -hmm. we fucking is australia really lazy in climate change are we shit oh, it, it's not how lazy. bad like, are it's we like it's like it's like really against it uh really yeah, well, why is that is that because we're mining we're making a lot yeah. of money from coal basically yeah so um, the money's good yeah yeah the money's very good but it's i think there might also be like some sort of geopolitics involved behind the whole coal policy um, because it really gives an advantage to Australia on many levels. Um, so yeah, in, it's not in Australia's direct interest to phase out coal, but actually it's wrong because Australia has other advantages and one of them being that it's got like this massive desert, right? Yeah. Where you could like probably like uh, invest in solar power so much. Um, I'm not a energy policy expert in any way but um i think australia has to look to the future coal is going to be phased out because it is just too dangerous for the climate to keep going and we see already a lot of companies are moving towards more renewable energy sources so yeah um i think australia has a card to play by transitioning to greener energy sources um but it's not happening right now because there's this whole think about coal it's it's making money right now and that's, that's if it's broke if it's not broken don't fix it yeah there's something like that yeah but yeah. it is broken it is broken mm. Yeah. Mm. um do you know much about solar power like can we generate enough power if we put solar panels if indigenous communities let us mm -hmm. in vast square yeah. meterage yeah th there's also this question yeah um well uh it looks like australia it's one of the places in the world where, you know, because it's a desert, it's very dry, you don't have many clouds, mm. all this kind of stuff. It looks like one of the best places to get a lot of solar power. And then there's a the whole question of how do you uh, make that, generate all that energy and make it go to where it has to go, right? Because Australia is so isolated from the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so many different questions. But... Um, uh, yeah, it looks like Australia has definitely assets to play in, yeah, absolutely. in, in the energy transition. It seems like the Chinese are always a step ahead. Like I read the other day, because I'm interested in physics, they're, mm -hmm. cre they're creating a fucking sun, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the Chinese are building a sun. Like yeah, they're yeah, fusing yeah. hydrogen together. Mm -hmm. And they successfully, for the first time ever in the history of trying to make an artificial sun, mm -hmm. they successfully fused hydrogen and got more energy than they put in. But it lasted only like a nanosecond, mm -hmm. and they're many, many fucking years wow. away from it. Yeah, yeah. But that would be the most optimal mm -hmm. source of, of energy, energy yeah. which because it's a, 
exceptionally clean. Mm-hmm. And um, I know for a fact if China builds a sun, oh, solariums are back. Like you can... Solarium? <laughs> solarium. <laughs> go and sunbathe. Have a little yeah, Chinese yeah. sun following you. <laughs> Just get a nice glow. <laughs> Who needs an iPhone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always look better with a tan. I, I'm more confident around women if I've got a little bit of oh, an extra yeah, tan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Do, do you work the same? Do you tan? Uh, look at how fucking white I am. Uh, you're French. You're pasty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I, I I need to work on my tan, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, like China is on a technic- technological level. Yeah. They're so ahead on so many levels. They are thinking that... Um, uh, what was it again? I, I'm too drunk to remember. Sorry, I had two glasses. I'm already pissed. I'm glad. <laughs> I was like bitching about drugs earlier, but <laughs> 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 I'm not any better. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Apparently, like recently, they've come up with this like extremely powerful computer. The Chinese? Yeah, and they didn't co- build just one; they built two of them. Yeah. And you know, if you manage to create a very powerful computer, then you can have a better calculating power, and you can work out more stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah. Technologically speaking, like China is really ahead; like it's really like leading the race. So going back to you, going back to Europe, you will go to Europe if this voice in your head mm-hmm. for um, climate change and diminishing the right extremists mm-hmm. gets louder and louder in your head and you feel, look, I need to be doing something more proactive about mm-hmm. my Europe. It's possible, yeah. And how is that voice getting louder as the days roll by? You, oh fuck! I, you are seriously questioning of leaving us. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really, wow. I'm really. Uh, I'm, eight years. Yeah, you're here. Yeah, but I would like to get my citizenship here first. Yeah. <laughs> when I get it, I can make a decision. You know. Um. Yeah, I really don't know. How um, hard is it to get citizenship? Yeah. So I applied a year ago, and haven't heard from the Department of Immigration yet. I think it's also because of COVID. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. It's it's not helping, but. Everyone I talk to, like, it takes does take, like, one or two years before they process your application. My permanent residency as well took forever. Uh, but that's also because um, I actually have HIV. So the Australian government doesn't want to pay for my HIV, right? Because mm. it's very expensive. So it took forever as well to process my permanent residency. So uh, the funny thing is that I thought the citizenship would be easier to get because the permanent residency basically gives you the right to stay here forever, right? Mm. So they know you're here. They know you can stay here. So I thought, oh, if I ask for citizenship, it's just a formality, right? Because mm. they know I'm sticking around anyway. Yeah. But actually, no, you have to wait again. And this time they make you pass a test. Uh, you have to answer questions to prove your Australianity. So, uh, <laughs> well, what, what I've been to St. Kilda Festival, <laughs> I've passed down, I've blown a guy in yeah, Brunswick Street yeah. at 3 a.m. You I don't should know. let me in because I give blowjobs for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the fucking Aussie test? Exactly, right? Uh, I, apparently, the test is uh, it involves questions like uh, uh, who is equal in Australia, men and women, or just men, or blah, blah, blah. Like, it's got like these values questions. Um, uh, but also, um, it's apparently once one year they had a question about who is the captain of the cricket team or something like that. What exactly, right? Who watches cricket? Like, 
That's I mean, a lot of Australians do. Okay, but <laughs> I don't really, I don't really like cricket. Yeah, and like, and and to have that on as a question is mm, fucking weird. Yeah, exactly right. I can understand which weird flavor are we infatuated with that we put on toast, and it's <laughs> yeah, it's a love hate relationship. All right, that's a okay, Vegemite. Mm. Or, I bought Vegemite twice in my life, and I think that's enough to qualify me as an Australian. Yes, right? do but, you like it? <laughs> You know what? At the beginning, I was like, "This is this is vile." Also, because I lived in the UK, and, and now you don't like, mind it. And now I'm like, "Yeah, that should be the test." Yeah, that's it, right? You can stomach it. <laughs> yeah, I can take it, and you I can, can even it. say I enjoy it. Yeah, it gives like this little like saltiness to the bread and the butter. Oh, it's absolutely wonderful. Mm, mm. Do you live close by? Uh, to here? Yeah. Oh, I'm in Collingwood. Collingwood. Yeah. You have to go. I, I, I'd be. I'd. I'd absolutely. Uh, I really like your opinion on a croissant. I know, f- I know. I've just recently learned f- croissants aren't French. They mm-hmm. were developed by the Austrians. Whoa, whoa okay, whoa, okay, okay. I didn't know we were going to that subject. Okay, all right. Yeah, keep keep attacking my culture. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it, all right. I I think they're French because that's all I've ever known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's, I'd love your opinion on a. There's a French bakery. Mm. Is it Lune? Didier. Oh, Didier. On the corner of Moreland Road and Sydney Road, he makes the best motherfucking croissants I've ever right. tasted. And he's got, he actually studied mm-hmm. in a famous French Parisian bakery. Right. That, that's where he got his diploma from. Oh. And he's like, he looks like you, but in 40 years with a twirling <laughs> moustache oh, and a bit of a belly. Uh, yeah, that's it's so years, fucking for sure. stereotypical. <laughs> it's so Even stereotypical. in four years, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's so stereotypically French, uh-huh. but he makes wonderful croissants. I'd love mm-hmm. to see what you thought of him. Well, Australia does have some good croissants, actually. like You can find places that do really good croissants. But compared to France... They are like three times more expensive. Uh, I'm right. not really sure why. But yeah, when I went back to France... Because like, they're cheap to make. Yeah. They're, yeah. I think it's a, we're selling a delicacy here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, probably. It's or, the whole experience. Because mm. I know people are like, you have to go. He's a real French baker. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's a real <laughs> French baker? I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, hey, you're right. He's even got the accent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. So wait, he's actually Australian, right? No. No, he's actually French. He's fucking French. Oh, he's fucking French. Yeah, I told you, he's yeah. like you, but in 40 years. Mm, no, because you said he got the degree there and everything. So I thought, oh, he was Australian. So he moved there and no, he, he took the degree. And he then studied, came back here. Yeah, he studied bakery mm. there. And mm-hmm. then him and his wife tried to live in Thailand. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't. So they settled in Melbourne. And now they fly to Thailand every few months. And he closes the shop. He sells mm-hmm. like... On Christmas, uh, I think on twenty third of December, he sold. He told me he sold six hundred and ninety three croissants. Mm-hmm. That's wow. cra- in one day. This is a tiny shop, as big as this studio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's fucking tiny, wow. and he pumped out that many. He's got well, a good he's reputation. Have to do one more now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd like you to try it. So, what about this argument about croissant? Is not. Dare it, I say it? Uh, it uh, is. Uh, uh, is it what French? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you know, like all the cuisine in Europe is just like Europe is basically just a giant orgy yeah. of cultures, right? Like all the cultures like interact all the time, and 
even just Europe, not just Europe, like even like Southern and uh, Northern Africa and all these places. Yeah. We exchange culturally all the time. Uh, so there's not there's no such thing as a, something that's purely French or purely whatever. Um, so yeah, croissants are probably Australian. Please delete this from the podcast because they're going <laughs> to take off my passport. <laughs> <for sure>. will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, and everyone in Europe as well has like their own way to make croissant. Uh, uh, have you ever had like Italian croissant? No. <laughs> don't go there. I don't think I would. <laughs> do it yeah, it no, doesn't work. Do it. No. It's like, would you, yeah. you got to try a Chinese pie. Mm. Like, well, yeah, no, no, it's, no. no I'll <laughs> stick to yeah. Let the Italians do what they do, and mm-hmm. yeah, leave yeah, it exactly right. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, but Melbourne's got some really good croissants. I've been to places that have good ones, but it's just that it's ten times more expensive than in France. In France, like, I uh, when I arrived in France, yeah, that was one of my first counterculture shocks. Right, like I went to France and. First thing I did when I came back to France after four years in Australia was buy a croissant. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just to get your sense yeah. of nationalism. Was, yeah, it was just like 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 a reflex. And uh, I got the croissant. I was like, "Oh, this is good." And then I saw the price: one euro twenty, which is like I don't know, two dollars. Two dollars. Mm. I pay four fifty for mine. There each. you go. Yeah, it's it's just it's a ripoff. Like mm. in, in France, it's much cheaper, and I add it, and I was like, "Oh my god, it tastes good when it's cheap." <laughs> yeah. yeah, is there is there is there sacrilege for a croissant? Like I eat it with uh, fig jam and butter. Is that whoa, okay, or am whoa. I fucking it up? No, I think I think you're fine. It's but, okay. Um, but yeah, like in France, in France we have um, you know, like we 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 have like a croissant jambon so you put ham in the in the croissant and stuff like that okay so we fuck it up as well we if we want as well, to yeah, yeah yeah so don't worry about it yeah cool do what you like i will mm. um can i go back a bit and mm-hmm. talk about hiv because mm-hmm. uh i'm really interested in that because mm. i don't know anything about it because mm. i think i've got a childlike reaction to it mm-hmm. i hear hiv and i'm like oh, you got aids but mm. i'm sure it's not the case yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's different isn't it yeah yeah I dropped that bomb like that so casually. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, like Yo, what does that mean? Does that mean your immune system is um, like waning or faltering? And how does that affect mm. COVID? There's so yeah. much to unpack yeah, here. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 exactly. But yeah, I'm really interested right. in um, just learning more about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so uh, um, I tested positive for HIV in 2013, um, right before coming to Australia. Uh, I was plan to come to Australia and I just did an STI checkup thinking just gonna get tested to make sure I'm fine and uh, before I go to the other side of the fucking planet mm. and uh, actually they came back with a result that was positive uh, which I really didn't expect like I does that freak you out like instantly were yeah. you like me like what is that I've got to learn yeah. more about it now yeah, exactly yeah yeah okay and were you like that fucking asshole I'm gonna ring him <laughs> <laughs> um no actually because you know what like uh I think I've been safe with all of my partners, um, and uh, I think I know who uh, transmitted HIV to me. Uh, but um, you know what? He and I, we uh, we use condoms. It's just that what happened. So <laughs> I feel bad a bit about saying that because, like, a lot of people find security and feel good, you know, about using condoms. And as soon as you say, well, you still have like a tiny, tiny, tiny little risk. Um, a lot of people, for example, don't use condoms to give blowjobs, right? Yeah. Um, and it looks like this is how the virus got transmitted to me. 
the thing as well is that he uh, got HIV pretty much around the same time. So the theory is that when you get HIV the first time, when you just got exposed to HIV, the viral load in your system is very high. So you're more contagious. You're more likely to pass it on. Um, and so in those two, three months during the first stage of the infection, uh, well, I gave that guy a blowjob without a condom, and that's probably what happened. The viral load was very high. And you know, like, your teeth are a fucking mess, right? Like, mm. there's always, like, cuts and shit from food or right. whatever. Yep. And so potentially that's that's how the virus found its way in my system. Um, but, yeah. I I, to, you know, just to... St- mm-hmm. I guess to stick up for you... Con- blowjobs with a condom are fucking <laughs> shit. You know, I used I used to do a joke about it, saying it's yeah. like biting into a donut that's inside a plastic bag. <laughs> You're not getting any sugar, baby. That's it. So what's the fucking point? Take it off. You know, and mm. so I could see the dilemma of mm. what's going on. Mm. Like you really, it ruins the experience. But so I, anyway, like, yeah, like I know countless people who've done given countless blowjobs to guys without ever getting HIV. Yeah, right? that's the fucking, yeah. the law of probability, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the law of probability. It's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. So I happened to meet that guy who had just been infected, so his viral load was high. So it was probably what happened. But I have absolutely no hard feelings towards him because I know he didn't mean it. Yeah. And, you know, every time you give a blowjob to a guy without a condom, you know you're taking a risk, right? Yeah. A risk that's supposed to be very low but it's still a risk um so yeah i got um hiv and i tested positive right before coming to australia and it was just like oh shit what the fuck but actually uh the doctors have been very reassuring straight away because uh medicine again has been doing a lot of progress and Mm. um uh, now i'm taking medication once a day and um is it a form of a tablet yeah, it's just a pill. Yeah. Um, um, what What is HIV in the bloodstream? What does it do to your body? Is it Is it attacking your immune defense system? Yeah. So okay. Yeah, HIV is like a super like spooky uh, virus because um, it's not as contagious as COVID, right? COVID, you can get it just by airborne. breathing. Yeah, it's airborne. It's COVID yeah. is like millions times more transmissible than uh, HIV. But HIV, um, its uh, specificity is that it attacks the immune system. Uh, so it attacks the very thing that's supposed to protect you yes. against infection. Yep. So that's its main strength. Um, and the tablet you take every day, mm-hmm. what does that do? Like knocks HIV out a bit? Like makes it dizzy, so to speak, for yeah. the lack of a better so, expression? Yeah. So if, <laughs> if I understand well, uh, I... Uh, I wouldn't be able to explain to you exactly because I don't know myself exactly how the medication works, but basically it prevents the virus from uh, being in your system. So, excuse me, every time the virus is duplicating in your system and roaming around, the medication prevents it from doing so. So the virus can't be spreading very much. It can't be like multiplicating or anything like that, multiplying, uh, but it's still in your system. It finds, like, it's lodged its way in in some cells and stuff, and it's here to stay. It's going to stay there, and that's it. So um, there's no cure for HIV yet, um, but the medication allows me to live 
to perfecting normal life. Wow, that's fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So there's no cure, but there's mm-hmm. a, a suppressant, mm-hmm. which which renders it immobile yeah. and allows your immune defense system to function mm-hmm. normally. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's great. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. COVID would have fucked you up. That's exactly right. Because um, COVID attacks your, yeah, you can't produce antibodies because mm-hmm. it's new. Mm-hmm. Your immune system is going, I don't know this cunt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, can't fight it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, uh, yeah, uh, the um, uh, AIDS is the acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. Yeah. So when the when HIV has taken over your system, your immune system is completely destroyed, and any new infection, your body cannot fight it because it doesn't it doesn't have enough. Um, the the immune system is completely is highly weakened. Yeah. And cannot fight it. So. Um, uh, thanks to the medication I take every day, like the HIV is under control, and it's not gonna destroy my immune system. Actually, I'm actually uh, what they call undetectable. So my viral load is so low that even if they test it with a, a blood test, they can't find HIV. Oh wow, that's yeah. how the that's how uh, successful the mm-hmm. pill is yeah. at suppressing HIV. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah. that's great. Yeah, when so did this miracle pill? Uh, come to market. I, I think uh, like it's been like a uh, ten or twenty years actually. Like uh, okay, so let's go back twenty years. Mm-hmm. What are we looking at? Nineteen, yeah, yeah early twenty, uh, early two thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So wow, during the eighties there was no medication. Well, know. yeah. To me, Freddie Mercury, that that horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. like that's the most saddest yeah. one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when it came to. Yeah, I was still too young. But mm-hmm. as I grew up, like 15, 16, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. like you're, you're part of the same generation as mine, right? Yeah. Like, How old like, are you? I'm 38. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm. I'm 45. 45. So, yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much sort the same. <laughs> yeah. But um, you've grown up as well with um, the, 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 the stigma of HIV, right? Like, like there's this horrible, like, story, like, yeah. that he was killing all the gays and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And so, even for me, like, when I tested positive, I was like, oh, what the fuck, I'm... I'm like yeah, because you weren't educated yeah. on it. You just shit yourself, don't mm. you? Like fuck, mm. I think I'm gonna die. But mm-hmm. it's, that's right. It's nothing like that. It's medicine has done a lot of progress, and uh, now I can live a, a normal life with HIV. But uh, we have to keep in mind as well that there are people for whom the medication doesn't work a hundred percent. Oh really? Yeah. So. Okay, what's the percentage? Not, not, not to throw you. Yeah, like fuck, <laughs> I, Johnny. I don't know the, the Sorry, man. Percentage. Yeah, all right. But some for some people, people just yeah, the medication doesn't work hundred percent, so they still have some level of um, detectable HIV in their blood. It it's usually still very low, and um, and they are able to live normal lives and everything, like regular. Yeah, to 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 live healthy, but um, yeah. Not everyone is equal in the face of HIV and, and medication. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's it's just uh, lucky that it works for you, man. Yeah, exactly. Because you've had a, yeah, I mean, mm. based on your Facebook pictures, you're having a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. You're having a lot of fucking fun. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. What's in, um? because, uh, I, you know, you scroll and mm-hmm. you see shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to, have, are you in love with Wilson's Promontory? Because I've liked a few of your photos oh, right. when you're there on ah. the beach. Because I, you know, as a kid, I used to go there a mm-hmm, lot. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Apollo Bay and all along that mm-hmm, Wilson's mm-hmm. prom. It's just a yeah, it's magic. Yeah, I, I fucking love it. Did you? Yeah. So, cause, are you drawn to there? What drew you to there? Is it? Um. Well, first of all, I think to me, it's like the most beautiful place in Victoria. 
yeah. um, it's it's really uh, beautiful and every time I go it's always in summer it's like sunny it's hot it's blah 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 you can go on walks and everything but most of all what my friends and I do um, do you know there is bioluminescence in um, in Wilson's Palm? No. No one knows. Natural, it's so funny. Naturally yeah, occurring. Yeah, yeah. Like the movie it's, Avatar. Y- yeah. Really? It's, it's very faint if you compare, you know, like there's places in Thailand or whatever. Excuse me, I'm burping because I've been drinking too much alcohol. Enjoy. But, <laughs> but uh, where? Where is it? it you uh, you know Tidal River? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, on that beach there. Yeah. Like you go there. Uh, so I would always go to Wilson's Prom during new moon. So there's no light from the moon yep. coming out. Oh, so is it that faint? Mm. Right. What color does it glow? Blue. Wow. Yeah, kind of shade of blue. Um, nice. And you go as close to the water as possible. Uh, but where the, uh, the wave breaks and retires, you stomp on it. And all the plankton that's bioluminescence uh, will react. Sorry, I'm so drunk. Uh, <laughs> will react to your to your to your stomping, and will glow. And it's amazing. B- it'll glow a brighter blue than the faint one that's undisturbed. Yeah, it, it, nice. It be like it like blue, like, like I can't find a vein blue, like nice blue. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> it's a gorgeous bright blue. <laughs> that is, it, it's very faint. It's very faint. But like if you walk. Along the water, fish on heroin, it, going fuck, man. We got to go out to yeah, see. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> but it, it would be like it would be like tiny stars around your feet. That's it, nice. It, and are you are you fucked so up as well? Like, you look like you would take yes. a few mushrooms. Yes. Because so, I, I would. De- you know what? I'm gonna put that on my fucking to do mm-hmm, list, man. Mm-hmm. Tidal river mm-hmm. with some mushrooms mm. during a new moon. Yes, on a new moon. New moon. So yeah. it's you yeah, see, yeah. you can see the light. Yeah, so my friends and I, like, we would go there, take acid during the day. And then in the evening, like, we would go check out the bioluminescence. And then I, we just lie down on the beach and take ketamine and <laughs> look nice. at the look at the stars because the stars are also fucking amazing. Yeah, it's different. I, yeah. I, s- I realized that in the outback. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you have no idea how many stars there's up there. Like, there's so many. And so, yeah, so many. And the drugs just make it so much better, right? Yeah, it it <laughs> magnifies. Like if you've never taken drugs, it, it's yeah, it's like there are so many stars, mm-hmm. and then when you take drugs, you realize there are so <laughs> <That's it>. many <laughs> fucking stars. stars, man. And then and then I always get like we'd get fucked up, look at the stars, and then we'd always start talking about aliens and right, that's where right. the fuck yeah, are yeah, they yeah. and. Um, yeah, I remember reading this wonderful quote, like, mm-hmm. like, we're either alone in the universe or we're not. And both are equally terrifying. That's right. And I love that's that right. shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because if we're alone, that means... What the fuck is going on? We must yeah. be an experiment. Like, yeah. really? Yeah. And, and the conditions out there must be very difficult to thrive, right? Yeah, man. Like, surely, surely not. Mm. I, I think not. Mm-hmm. I think there's The universe there's life. is so big... I, well, my, my theory as well is that there is life out there as well. Yeah. But is it like intelligent life like us? I don't know. I think somewhere there has to be. Mm-hmm. I remember reading this quotation in National Geographic where they where the Hubble telescope mm-hmm. zoomed in on a black point in space. 
and it left its space it left its telescope in that one spot and focused on it intently for four days to allow the light to fall on mm-hmm. its lens mm-hmm. and um, this area in the blackest of space was so small it was akin to holding a grain of sand on your forefinger and just staring at that and then magnifying it up and they found 200 galaxies yeah and in each galaxy there is of course as you know over 400 billion mm-hmm. stars mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, yeah it's it's crazy like the universe is fucking huge and yeah. there's so many stars and everything so definitely there must be like if it happened here it must have happened somewhere else and getting back to your drugs should be legal this mm-hmm. is where i think you need oh look there needs to be an institution where you take mushrooms under supervision mm-hmm. and have these realizations because it changes <laughs> your perspective yeah. of life like yeah. why do i need to work so hard why can't i just appreciate what i have and ponder those things mm. rather than have goals and ambitions mm. and i must achieve this and i must achieve that yeah. and i've got to beat that person mm. why do you have to you know mm. yeah you have to see the bigger picture you have to because it's yeah. moments like that that you realize holy fuck man i'm part of something special mm. i can actually understand that mm. i am so insignificantly small <laughs> yeah. in this vast cosmic fucking soup mm. Mm. And then you're like, all right, shut up, pass the joint. You're fucking, don't, when you talk, you can't, you got to pass the joint. You're That's talking right. and you're not passing it and yeah. it's burning. Oh my God. I have a friend who does that all the time. And I'm always like, come on, pass the joint, pass the joint. Yeah, they just talk shit. That's me. Just hurry the fuck up and pass it. Pass it if you talk. Um, so yeah, I like Wilson's promontory as well, man. I think it's wonderful. And, uh, Every time I, because I love the ocean, mm-hmm. uh, I'm drawn to oceans. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's my Greek ancestry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, we are, we are sea people. Um, right. But yeah, it's uh, Wilson's Promontory. They tried to colonize Victoria via lawn and Wilson's Promontory. And of course, they are some of the roughest oceans in the world. Mm-hmm. And there's so many shipwrecks there. Right. So many souls have been lost right. there, man. Yeah. Like thousands all yeah, setting yeah. off for a new life from Ireland, from England, and just falling aground, ship, shipwrecked in Wilson's prom. Yeah, that, it's funny because... And indigenous people laugh and go, ha <laughs> <laughs> Revenge! <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I came to Australia, I, I was like, oh, yeah, I'd like to live by the beach. I love the beach, right? And somehow I decided to live here in Victoria where, like, the beach is, like, fucking awful. Like, the, the, the water is, like, super cold. I do like, swim in it, but I yeah. do know what you mean. Yeah, like, it's so cold. Like, like, why didn't I choose Brisbane or something, right? Like, mm. Yeah, I know. Mm. But you would have been surrounded by fucking rednecks. <laughs> so you're better off in Brunswick and Collingwood and Fitzroy. Just yeah. wonderful liberals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're just too closed-minded. Mm-hmm. The sun's mm-hmm. out, but they're they're closed. Mm. Their minds. Yeah, I I keep telling my friends like we need to swap Sydney and Melbourne. Like we mm. they, we should move all the Melburnians to Sydney and vice versa. Just for a trial, yeah. and then never swap back. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> like they don't know it. But my friends were saying. No, it wouldn't work because if we go to the beach all the time, we're not going to be creative or interesting. Yeah, so. maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, do you like Sydney? Because a lot of... You know, do you mm-hmm. know Mark Twain? 
No, uh, yeah, I haven't read it. Yeah, yeah. Mark Twain said uh, uh, one of my favorite quotes when he visited Sydney in eighteen something. Mm -hmm. He said, "God made the harbour, but the devil made Sydney." Because he hated the, he hated the fucking people. He thought they were pretentious, snobby, uh, just. It's such a beautiful city. Fucking gorgeous. It's fucking gorgeous. Like when you compare to Melbourne, it's like. It shits on it, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's like the ugly. Yeah, yeah. We're the ugly sister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we know it. We're it, cold, withdrawn. Yeah. Cold, yeah. Like we're Melbourne gross. Is like probably one of the ugliest places in Australia. Well, it's like, a it's a flat grid. Yeah, it's just like. Yeah. We've got a mountain, but it's a pimple. Like, yeah, Dandenong. <laughs> and they're all scumbags in Dandenong. Oops. <laughs> Sorry, audience. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, uh, Melbourne is, like, doesn't compare to Sydney at all when it comes to beauty. Mm. But, again, like, like my friend said, like, um, it's just, like, for example, New York, right? New York is, like, this is where things are happening with, New with Los Angeles yeah. um, in, in the U.S. Like, New York is, like, it's fucking like they they have blizzards every year. That it's fucking awful to live there, but this is where the magic happens. Absolutely, mm. New York is beautiful. Mm. It's just um, it's multicultural. Mm. It's not a real representation of America mm -hmm. at all. No, no. A real representation of America would be the Bible Belt. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. where y'all not welcome here. Did you perform in New York? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, how was that? Uh, wonderful, fantastic, but a severe class system. Right. You're, you're either someone or you are not. Very difficult to make progress on your talent alone. Right. Uh, so I was put off. Mm -hmm. I stayed there for about six months. Mm -hmm. uh, I managed to do a spot uh, before Dave Chappelle went on stage. Oh. He, he rocked up to a club and I right. met him. Yeah. And um, he was very humble, down to earth, wonderful mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. And um, the comedy club promoter said Dave Chappelle's going on, and then Dave Chappelle said, "Let let this. What's your name? Oh, Johnny. Johnny, you go on and do your thing, and bring me on." So I'm like, I'm taking this as a support. <laughs> so now I'm like, I'm supporting Dave Chappelle. So I took it. <laughs> so it was wonderful. But outside of that, it's very difficult to make progress on mm -hmm. talent. You have mm -hmm. to be someone, mm -hmm. and that's where I bumped into another comedian. Brendan Burns, who's very popular in the UK, mm -hmm. and he said, "Go to England. They reward talent. Mm -hmm. You do. There's a there's a there's mm -hmm. a structure, a pro progression. Mm -hmm. You do ten minutes. They like you. They invite you back, and they start paying you. So I started wow. getting paid within three months, and I could make wow. a living in England. Mm -hmm. Very easy to make a living in England as an unknown comedian, head down, just working. Uh, very difficult in America. Usually, mm -hmm. comics." do the college circuit in New York. They leave New York City and work the circuit and then come back to go, ta-da, to all the clubs. And the clubs go, nah, not yet. <laughs> so back out you go. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that what you said about England, actually, because, um, yeah, as a French person, right, like I have a, a historical rivalry with um, the Brits, right? I guess uh, so, yeah. <laughs> but... What I found about the Brits when I lived there is that they have worked out so many things. Mm. Like, they have worked out so many things. And I'm so pissed off that they Brexited, right? Like, they came out of the EU and was just like, oh, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> they're fucking regretting yeah. it. Yeah, you think? Oh, yeah. They can't mm -hmm. get KFC chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and I know most Poms love their KFC before on football game day. Mm -hmm. They can't get KFC, so, like, they've closed chicken shops because... Uh, 
something with the visas mm -hmm. and truck lorry yeah, drivers, yeah, as yeah, they call yeah, them, yeah. truck drivers, couldn't go across. Mm -hmm. So the truck drivers were like, fuck it. I'm not going to do the channel crossing. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, I'm going to get a different service and, mm. and I'm going to do mm. mainland Europe. Yeah. So, cause it was difficult. They had to apply for more paperwork yeah, 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 for yeah. England. Yeah. So they, yeah. So they're regretting Brexit because yeah, the Colonel, mm. no chooks. Mm. Yeah. It's such a mess. Uh, I was in England when they voted for Brexit. Oh, so it was because of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember waking up at 10 in the morning mm -hmm. and seeing the result. Mm -hmm. And I remember being upstairs in my apartment and I was like, oh, no, they didn't. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is going to be huge. Yeah. And I turned on the TV and it was massive. And yeah. apparently the word on the street through, this is what the word on the grapevine was. Mm -hmm. Boris Johnson didn't want Brexit mm -hmm. to go through. He mm -hmm. just politicized it and yeah. pushed for it to obtain the conservative votes that's right to, yeah. to win them over like you said mm -hmm. before just to get votes mm -hmm. but when it it backfired he had to see it through to fruition as much as he didn't want to that's right at the time as lord yeah. mayor of london mm -hmm. i was there when he was getting around with disheveled hair on a push bike <laughs> making himself the cool dude when I really knew he's just a fat cunt and he's an asshole. He's a Tory prick. Yeah. Um, he's like, he's really, he doesn't have a vision or anything like that. No, man. The he's... best person for the UK was um, Jeremy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he, he went through two elections and he couldn't get elected. No, he couldn't because mm -hmm. they, what did they do? They, was it, who are we talking, Jeremy Corbyn? Is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they said that uh, they made him out as anti-Semitic, mm. and but uh, there was issues in the party, like there was stuff that was happening, and you know, like every politician have to live with their legacy and whatever yeah. they did or did not do, mm. and yeah, yeah, if you fuck up just even a little bit, they can use it against you, and yeah, yeah. Could you be a politician? Like I know, you, like. You, you couldn't know. So no. you, you'd rather be an activist, but outside the fringes yeah. of politics. You have to be clever to do politics, and no, you, you can't do drugs either. So. Look, you can do drugs. <laughs> like if you get elected in say twenty years, the world's going to be a different place. My mum mm -hmm. and dad would have passed away, mm -hmm. so it's okay to take. You know what I mean? I'll be the sixty-year-old going, "Oh, kill your parents." Yeah. <laughs> drugs would be available. Yeah, I'd vote for you in twenty years as a sixty-year-old man because I'm like, well, he's you know, is it's a. I realize what drugs are, but that's an old, the old generation. But mm. I couldn't be a politician for the, uh, just the amount of conniving and backstabbing that mm. goes on. Just yeah, there's also that. The, yeah, yeah. the, the fucking dirt. Mm. It's Game of Thrones. It is. The political world is basically Game of Thrones 24-7. I know it's obviously sensationalized, but there's an element of truth. I don't know if you've seen House of Cards on Netflix. No, yeah. Um, that is pretty much... Yeah, sensationalized a lot, but it goes to show that there are elements of truth that like, something happens and a politician will hold a bit of information to throw it back at you and burn you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like you, you're not allowed to make any mistakes. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, where were we? Wilson's prom. I don't know how we got <laughs> to that, but yeah, that's right. Yeah, Brisbane. Mm -hmm. That's they've got the weather, man. Where, yeah. Do you know that Melbourne is in the middle of Darwin? And the Antarctic. Oh, really? 
So when you see it like that, you think that's why we're so cold mm -hmm. or we have both extremes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like the summer can go up more, more than 40 degrees, which yeah. I had not experienced in Paris. Um, but personally, I love it. I love the hot weather. Um, walking around like in my singlet or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I love. Um, but yeah, Antarctica as well. Fuck that. Oh my God. Like the water from the beach. Like every time you go into the beach, like your dick immediately red diminishes. Yeah. It's just like, it's <laughs> water is so cold. Whoop. Where, did <laughs> like, you, like, where did you swim in here in Melbourne? Um, or where have you? Yeah. Halfoon Bay. Yeah. And I think I've been to Altona Beach once. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely picnicked there, but yeah. Whatever. Even um, even in in the depths of summer, you found mm -hmm. the water too cold for it your liking. Is. Oh my god, it's oh, so fuck. fucking freezing. Yeah, like, you, it you comes straight from Antarctica. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like yeah. Yeah. Mm. It when does. when in France we have a lot of coasts as well in France. Yeah. We we have a quite a big like just like Greece like we have a a lot of history with sailors and. Of course, destroying half the the countries around the world uh, <laughs> with the yeah. whole colonization history, but um, um, yeah, like the water in in France can be like beautiful. It's yeah, you dive in it and it's just like you can't feel anything. It's really, where's yeah. a good beach in France? Like if I'm ever there, mm. a well, beach to remember. My parents would always take us to Oléron Island, which is like west. Um, yeah, pretty much in the middle of France, west. Yeah. Um, yeah, beautiful. Um, beautiful beaches there and stuff. But of course, everyone is going to tell you um, the um, Riviera and the southeastern coast. That's where I was blown away. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nice mm -hmm. and Marseille. Mm -hmm. well, I fell in love with Nice, obviously. Mm -hmm. How could you not? Mm -hmm. but that was some of the most wonderful water I've mm -hmm. been in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Is, I haven't actually swam in Nice or Marseille, um, but do you have to like you have like some beaches that are actually private, and you have to pay there. I didn't pay; it mm -hmm. was public. It was, but this was 1998, mm. so maybe it's different now. But it was a pebble beach. Oh right, and um, Monaco was around the corner. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is Monaco? Uh, it's basically the is tax it French? Heaven. It's basically the tax haven of France. So <laughs> if, if, if anyone, if I have an army and I attack mm -hmm. Monaco, mm -hmm. will France come and defend it? Yes, there is an agreement. Actually, you know, the president of France is the co-prince of, no, sorry, it's Andorra. It's not Monaco. Andorra. Yeah, Andorra. Yeah. I thought Andorra was a world in Star Wars, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> you, but it's fucking real. It's a, yeah. it's a dot between yeah. Spain and France. Yeah. What the it, fuck it, is and, that? And the French president is the co-prince of, of Andorra. Andorra. Yeah. Well, all right. You, there's too much going on here. What mm. What the fuck is Monaco first? Well, Monaco is just, yeah, it's just another dot, which you have all these like micro republics. But in, it's cut away from France. Yeah. They have, you got, the, Monaco's got its own flag, yeah. its yeah, own anthem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But basically they have like, it's this tiny piece of land where there's nothing. They don't produce anything. They don't do anything special. All they do is that it's, they have cheap taxes. And so all the rich people just put their money there. That's it. Um, and you have so you have a few of those in, in around Europe. Like, but you can't just live there. 
Like you have to apply to live there and it takes, you have to be married to someone for eight years oh. to live there. Oh. It's unless you have half a million dollars in mm -hmm. your bank account, then you can, well, yeah. <laughs> if you have money, you're allowed in. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have money, fuck off. <laughs> like probably everywhere in the world. But I found that surprising. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, now, yeah, like, like, like Europe, I think Europe is like this big mix of different completely different countries they're all the same but they agree on on the background they right? agree on it yeah it's just they speak it say it in a different way uh but right, um, so monaco is its own country but if anyone invaded it france mm -hmm. would send an army to protect it so i'm not sure about monaco i think andorra we have a we definitely have a duty because the president of france is also co-prince yeah the co-head of state of andorra but monaco i don't know it's a bit um it's a bit Uh, blurry but probably all the rich people in france have money in monaco and would pressure the french government to do something about it uh, money talks right, baby. right but also like why the fuck would you attack monaco yeah i know i'm just trying to work out it's who's it who's uh where its loyalties lie mm -hmm. and who will come and protect it money money yeah That's, all right yeah. and andorra is that the same thing another tax haven yeah all these small republics That's all they have. That's the only way they survive. It's just by being tax havens. And, yeah. and you have a few of them around the Europe. Mm. But it's funny because like now like there's pressure and there's all these things happening as well, like um, on taxes. Uh, so, yeah, for example, Switzerland had to has to cooperate with Europe way more now. And it used to like 15 years ago. Oh, I thought you meant like 50s or like 100, like being mm -hmm. neutral in the war. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, they, they, they will keep neutral right. whatever happens. But when it comes to like um, uh, secrecy uh, regarding bank accounts and stuff like that, they have to divulge. Yeah, they have to be more cooperative now. I don't know if it's like a full disclosure and stuff, but they, they have to, yeah, they have to be, <laughs> they have to be nice. Mm. Mm -hmm. Fuck, that's fascinating, man. Mm -hmm. It's so complicated. Uh, Europe is like so complicated. It's funny because, as you said earlier, like it's all the same, right? Yeah. Pretty much had the same history. Very much so. It's mm. a, it's intermixed. Like they're all connected somehow. Like I know the Greek Revolution against Turks was inspired by the French because the French. Uh, inspired the Greeks mm. to rebel and stand mm. up for themselves because a lot of money was leaking to the Ottoman Empire. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. they were responsible. Like the Gre the Greeks often say we owe a debt of gratitude to the French because they also assisted them, the Navy. Mm -hmm. And then there's, of course, um, you know, Napoleon with uh, England at the time, which is, I find, one of the most fascinating periods of history. Mm -hmm. I don't know what attracts me to that. I think it's... No, it's interesting. I was chatting to Dave Hughes and he was reading a book on Hitler. And I said, I just finished a book on Napoleon. And I was like, what is it about that? And he's like, I think people, people who had nothing that came to power from nothing, just that fascinates me from a psychological perspective mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. one man could affect drastic change right. across a, an entire continent. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy like how the willpower of one person can really upend like so many things and the lives of so many people i know it's like hitler got around listening to anthony robbins when he was a young man <laughs> like right. like the tapes of, <laughs> do, do you know anthony robbins no but he's he like, like he's a motivational speaker <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just a fucking idiot he's got this big jaw 
It, it reminds me of Stan Smith from American Dad. Uh-huh. It's just, yeah, protruding jaw. And he's like, you can do it. You can do it. I'm like, enough of that. More mushrooms for you. <laughs> but if you look at, uh, like, Hitler's speeches, right? That's pretty much what he does, right? He's just, like, motivating the whole country. Like, yeah. In, in a very wrong direction. He, he just had this power over people. It's crazy. It's scary. We are so, yeah. so weak. We're so feeble. Like, anyone can turn us around. Sometimes I think if Trump mm-hmm. was eloquent mm-hmm. and charismatic, so take the traits, take the charisma from Obama and shove mm-hmm. it inside Trump, mm-hmm. then you got someone dangerous. Yeah. But, I mean, Trump was already dangerous. Yeah. But, in, but, um, he, but, but he was with a the big... power of Obama, like, if the two crossed some way... Yeah. Like, yeah. It like, in a, like, in a parallel universe. Mm, yeah. If they had a kid somehow. Like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dear the God! Top? Who's the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> Trump will be the bottom. You, th- you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how would Obama top that, right? Like, is <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take you. <laughs> Into the ground, boy. <laughs> Do me like a pig. Mm, uh, no, I, I wouldn't bottom for Trump. Like, I, yeah, no. I've, I've had sex with all kinds of guys, but Trump, like, no, I can't. What is your type of man? I, for me, it's mm. uh, in, type, in terms of women, um, attracted to powerful women. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's interesting. <laughs> um, I, I'm actually a sub. I'm actually, uh, I like submitting in sex. So, um, so you're being sub- the submissive one? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I tend to like older guys and stuff. So yeah, yeah. like when you talk about power, that relates to me as well. But that's funny because um, I had this conversation recently with someone that, yeah, comedians, um, uh, like a few comedians like this whole like domination submission thing. Why and is that? Well, uh, someone was saying that apparently like public people, because they have not don't necessarily agree with this hypothesis, but because they have like so much power over the crowd, oh. they want to pay back somehow by submitting to someone. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like I can attest to that because mm-hmm. when I was on a, I had a radio show and mm-hmm. we had this kinky talk topic. Oh yeah, yeah. And the, we got a caller from a um an escort, mm-hmm. and she said that um she uh got used to get paid money to uh shit on the chest of these high profile men and right. most of them were um politicians and lawyers right so yeah, yeah. positions of power mm-hmm. they wanted yeah. that power rendered mm. taken away from them oh my god oh do you think trump gets shut on or um, I think we'd all like to shit on him, but I don't think, yeah, I, I don't know what is it. I think he's, um, if you can on, on top of that, I think, me. <laughs> I think Trump would be a dumb mm-hmm. fuck. Mm. I think he would just grab the pussy, mm. like bend her over, fuck mm. her, be done in 10 seconds and then think that was amazing and walk yeah. away and go, you like that, didn't you? Yeah. You'll come back for more. You know, and I think in his mind it would be amazing yeah. sex. Yeah, 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 but it's totally not. Probably she, because I don't. She yeah. doesn't look happy. Mm-hmm. If, what's her name? Ivanka. Melania. Melania. Ivanka. Ivanka That's his daughter. daughter. <laughs> yeah. Well, he wanted to fuck his daughter. That's right. Yeah. 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 He so, was like, "Oh, my daughter is a piece of ass." Yeah. Like, 
the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. like go to Tasmania and say mm. that. Ah, uh, Melania. Yeah, there was this movement, Free Melania. I saw that. Mm-hmm. You have Free Britney and Free Melania. She was dead behind the eyes. Yeah. But I guess, I don't know, she 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 knew what she fell into. Mm. I mean. Apparently, she didn't want him to be president. She was like, I don't want to be fucking first lady. Because like, it's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. She has to say, yeah, yeah, like, imagine your boyfriend was an idiot and you're like, oh, he's got money, <laughs> fuck it. And all of a sudden, he's on TV every night and yeah. you have to stand next to him. <laughs> like, Julian, what have you done? Yeah, like, oh my God. Why Just going for the money. <laughs> I only signed up <laughs> mm. to be in a penthouse in New York. Like, <laughs> why yeah. do I have to do this shit now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh fuck, man, we've been going for ages. Oh, we, should, have we? we should wrap this up. Yeah, it's All like right. an hour and a half. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah wow. Even That's more. Cool. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, is it okay if I tell people to go and watch Faget on YouTube? Absolutely. If yeah. uh, if you want to see more of Julian, that's mm-hmm. where you can catch him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, get a good taste of what he does, mm-hmm. and he's is in an amazing mm-hmm. outfit as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, did you fucking make that? No. Did you I take a it. time machine back no. to nineteen eighty? No, no, I bought it, but uh, now I look at it and I'm like, oh, I could do so much better than this. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. I like it. It's your character. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Good stuff. All mm-hmm. right, Julian. Uh, Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. See you, buddy. Have a really good time. Bye.